109 of the Playconomics podcast, breaking down the business behind your favorite video games and giving you financial context for industry trends. I'm your host, Bobby Kowecki. We're back, baby. And joined with me today on this gloomy, dreary Sunday morning. Bro, it's fall outside. I don't know it is if they fall. have weather in New Jersey, but um, it's it's 100% fall outside. It's, it's full fall. That's not scary, but that's it's me. Scary. And it's falling out. It's falling outside. And we are here, ladies and gentlemen, at the top of the show. We got a big show in front of us here today. We are discussing the Xbox leak. Matt didn't big think leak. he was going to emerge unscathed. Just say, me. just say, I tried to cut news out of the podcast, and this is why. We got Xbox leaks, we got Starfield, we got Unity. It's all it's all things that could have been uh not news related. But here we are doing the news again because we love the news, we live by the news, and we Died by the news of Plague Up. Just like Dr. Anthony Fauci is the science, we are the news. We are news. Immediately canceled. And if you want to hear that news, remember to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. So that you think gamer? You think we could get Fauci on the pod? We were mid we, we call need, to action. We need the Fauci mid. Kojima pod. I'm the just Fauci. Gonna... <laughs> the Fauci Kojima. Fauci Kojima. That's what we're into. But what are we getting into, Bobby? What are, what are we doing today? I was about to do an Anthony Fauci impression, and then I realized that I don't know what I'd get canceled first for my Fauci impression or then my needing to Kojima impression. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So we, we've got, as they say on The Greatest Show of All Time, Succession, the shit show at the fuck factory this week. Uh, I see you want to you wanna lead off with the Unity stuff? Is that what we're doing here? Yes, we're 100% leading off with the Unity stuff because it is the biggest video game news. That's that's in the that's last couple weeks. In the last couple weeks, statement. How Xbox How? had their entire slate leak, and Phil Spencer went on record saying he would buy Nintendo. So let's and, and nothing important was actually leaked out of there. However, we're going to start with Unity because I refuse to start the show with the Xbox leaks because I refuse to admit that they're actually news. So. Basic summary, because you're looking at us. You're looking at Matt and Bobby here at the Playconomics podcast, and you're like, I have no idea what this Unity scandal is. I have absolutely no clue. I don't get it. But everyone is mad at Unity, and their stock prices dipped 25% in a week and a half. So what's going on? So first of all, what is Unity? Unity itself is a software used for making uh, video games. It's, it's a free software. <laughs> yeah, it's Unreal Engine. It's all of those types of um, those types of product. That's what Unity is. The issue is that they recently changed their pricing model to go into effect to January first, twenty twenty four, and part of that is an install fee plan that was previously unannounced, changed, and then everyone basically got an email saying, hey, this new change is coming, blah, 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 blah. And what the policy is, and we're going to show it up on screen during the edit, is basically that as you make $200,000, you get charged $0.20 cents per install. As you make a $1,000,000, it's $0.15 cents 
um, seven and a half or seven and a half cents, then three cents, then two cents. Anything over a million dollars is uh, one cents per install. So what you're saying is, Matt, those are extremely large numbers. But what you have to put into perspective is when people are making these video games, two hundred thousand dollars is borderline operating costs for a lot of these you're paying people salaries you're licensing ip two hundred thousand dollars is not a lot of money in your effort to recoup the cost that you spent making these video games and at that point when you're still not broken even on how much money that you put into this project to get money out of this project you're getting charges of 20 cents per install absolutely wild policy that i think should have been handled better i wonder and, how many people from twitch <clears throat> went to go work at unity because this is a twitch ass <laughs> move in terms of just their absolute <clears throat> deafness with financial literacy this is 100 percent a twitch ass move the issue and this is the only time that I am ever going to say this on the podcast, the games that are really at risk for this unity scandal are games like Baldur's Gate 3, or not Baldur's Gate 3, actually, because it's not on Game Pass yet. It's games that go on Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. The reason why is because there is a fixed rate of money that you get out of that game. So, for example, during the Xbox leaks, we found out some of the games and what they were um valued at by xbox and there were some less uh more indie games that were valued at about five million dollars the issue is that if all you ever get is five million dollars if you have a banger like sea of stars boulders gate three and it takes two that gets way 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 more than you downloads and uploads than you think it's going to that $5 million might make you not even break even on these install charges. And yeah, that's the biggest gonna, you're issue. You're going to be in the red real quick. So yes. we're, we're talking a lot of like high-level shit here. Ostensibly, what happened is Unity made a severe error in their pricing, right? Like this is not something you do willy-nilly. This is a have-to move. You could tell that clearly behind the scenes cash flow at unity is not where it should be and therefore they had to change to this type of model the immediate effect of something like this is you see games like uh cult of the lamb and there was that other one that was super popular uh recently the climbing game i'm, I'm having a stroke here um where they said look we we can't yeah. do this like we, yeah. we we will have to pull our games the entire premise when unity came out was it was a Un like a unified engine right yep. so companies that were specifically developing for switch playstation xbox indies specifically who are trying to get their games on as many platforms as they could as quickly as they could would use something like unity because it was easily translatable they're saying that this will only affect a select number of people that the top one percent this will only affect the one percent but not really it affects everybody in a trickle-down way of, like you're saying, because subscription services are predatory. Um, it's not what I said. That they are. It's exactly <laughs> um, that this isn't going to pencil out the way a lot of people think it will for these smaller devs. 
And I think one of the biggest issues is this policy on its face is not a good policy. It's not something that I would have personally went with. And like Bobby said, this is obviously a red flag that their revenue is not where it needs to be and they needed an additional source. And this was a very easy thing to tack on come January 1st, 2024. The real issue here is not only did they make this policy with no consideration to any of their big or small users, they also decided that they weren't really going to fact check the information that they're pulling. So the way that this charge actually works is that when you download their product, when you download a game that was made by or that was made using Unity software or Unity engine, they also install a piece, uh, another download file that tracks that you installed it and then they charge them the 20 cents. The issue is yeah, that if like you Facebook were... Pixel almost. Yes. What the issue is, is that if you uninstall and then reinstall, you now have two charges. And then if you were to buy the game on Steam, for example, and then you go and download it on your Steam Deck, you download it on your computer, or you have it on Game Pass and you download it on your Xbox and your computer. Those are two individual downloads that you that company is now getting charged that servicing fee for, which is absolutely ridiculous. And for the um, for the first example where it's uh, undoubt or deinstall reinstall, they are saying that they can account for those. But for the computer versus Steam Deck, they have openly said that you will get charged twice, and that is how it is intended to work, which is absolutely ridiculous. It it is bonkers to think that they thought that this was a good idea. And listen, I'm all for people trying to fix their packages. Uh, Unity Engine is a free software to use to utilize to develop your game. They want a piece of it after, but it is free to set up. So I understand them trying to get their money in other ways. But you see things like Epic Games with Unreal Engine doing such a better job of letting indie games utilize their software without these steep penalty fees that it's just like this is such a bad look and in a world where indie games are going to be struggling already they're either getting purchased by a developer they're getting screwed over by game pass according to bobby well, and are. now and it's, now i have only seen one game win is it sea of stars on game pass yeah it's sea of stars Listen, and the only reason it has won on Game Pass is because it also came to PlayStation Plus. So that's the they, only... Stop they it. They swindled everyone. No, 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 not just PlayStation Plus. They swindled everyone. We'll talk about... We didn't talk... Did we talk about Sea of Stars last week? I don't think so. And we'll talk about it on what we've been everyone. playing. Yeah, because okay. I've also been I've also been playing it, and it is fantastic. But what we really wanted to hammer home here is that not only is this a predatory process for Unity Engine to be doing, it was also just mismanaged. Like they could have implemented this process at better price points and better with better communication and nobody really would have cared. They could have done this with better communication, but instead what we're currently seeing is develop or shares for unity due directly due to this change. This uh, their stock price has dipped over the last week and a half once this change was announced has slid 25%. So what I'm telling you all right now is that Unity sales are currently on a 25% off sale, and you could do with that information as you will. I mean, but this is one of those things where, as a corporate company, you really only have two choices. 
you either acquiesce and you change it back, in which case you have zero leverage in any other decision that you ever put out in the history of your company ever. Yep. Because yep. people know that they have the power to sway you. Mm -hmm. Or you take it on the chin and say, deal with it or don't. This is what we're doing. You like it? Great. You don't. See ya. So I wanted to get all of the original context of this out before I mentioned this, but I did look, uh, news broke on Friday uh, later in the day saying that they now have gotten rid of the pricing for um, the personal package, which is that lowest tier and the the one with the most per install charge. Um, so I'll throw it back up on the screen, but that $200,000 bracket that we were discussing, they're rumored to be taking that away, where until you get to a million dollars, you won't be facing any service fees, which is much better. But again, if you're willing to do this, why didn't you do it in the beginning? And like Bobby said, is this a decision that you just got screwed in the court of public opinion and now you're wishy-washy on your stances and your kind of uh, business practice? Yeah. So not a good look for Unity. I expect their stock prices to continue to go down until this is um, until this launches January 1st. And then I think it'll hit ahead once it actually comes into play. You'll see a lot of games go down because they are not able to justify that cost so january 1st until then you're going to see all of these games that are built on Unity engine and then on january 1st they're all going to get delisted because that is when this policy comes into play and i think that is when we are going to get the mega hit of which of these or how much is unity actually going to take a hit because of this because now their games are getting delisted and they're getting re um redeveloped on older on different engines which is going to be a big big issue because in the future that developer is going to go with the engine that they switch to and not unity ever again. Yeah. It's, uh, it's less, it's a less than ideal situation for a company like this, especially a company who has, especially a company in a space where there are so many competitors, right? Like you yep. said, uh, unreal engine. Could you imagine if unreal came and said, Hey, everything you don't like about unity here, here's a new free tier. Um, there was also uh, Godot Engine was donated, I think, $100,000 by um, the people that made Terraria. I think Terraria was built during Godot or using Godot Engine, and they were like, this is a good or a good engine. Use this one. Here's $100,000. We're donating. I think it was like $1,000 a month in perpetuity to it uh, to keep it up and running um, in you, light. You just set $1,000 on fire listen i i don't know anything about godot engine specifically i know unity is definitely a bigger engine and then unreal engine is absolute king but what i did before we transition to very very small news of the xbox leaks what i wanted to get your opinion on bobby is is this just a screaming cry for developers to be utilizing their own tools and utilizing their own engines and having those unique custom nope sony only that's that's the absolute worst way to do this specifically because you saw with the ps3 when mm -hmm. you have proprietary architecture like yep. with the ps3 it mm -hmm. creates unforeseen consequences down the road so the thing with the ps3 was it was based on this thing called cell architecture not uh xavc mm -hmm. which is like the usual computing processes and that's fine because everybody who was making PlayStation games was making them in a way for PlayStation. So every single Sony studio 
made their game on this architecture with their engines in a way that was so unique to them that when it came time to translate, you still can't stream or download PS3 games specifically nope. because of this. Yes. Um, proprietary only takes you up to a certain point, but I do think, like, for example, iPhones. Just got a new iPhone. Mm-hmm. It is amalgamed of other parts. Like the screen, it's an LG screen, right? Like this mm-hmm. is this is the thing that everybody knows. The camera is yep. a Sony camera, right? Like mm-hmm. Apple is not making its own things individually for each single one of these things. Yes. No, I think that I, I think this that's a terrible thing. I think there should be four smaller indies, four people like this. There should be as mm-hmm. much cross-platform potential as possible. I, I completely agree, especially in the indie space where you have to develop. If you're going to develop your own engine, that takes an enormous amount of time, an enormous amount of effort to then have your game flop yep. is completely irresponsible. So I, I do think for indie developers, use pre-made engines that you could do all of this stuff for free and run the risk with profit. And if you want to develop your own engine, I honestly thought that you were going to have a bigger uh, bigger take towards they should. But I think we see all over the place while proprietary engines are useful for some of their products, we are seeing a switch away from it, even in larger developers. You see Halo got uh, switched from its original engine back to uh, Unreal 5. But it's just such a shitty situation for Unity to be and all of those indie developers to be in. But I think... I think we're going to come out better because of this. And I think Udemy is going to take a massive hit for a while and they'll just have to shape up and ship out some of their business processes. But I guess we can do like two, three minutes on the Xbox leaks. Bobby, why don't you kick this one off and I'll throw in and I will. Are you out of your mind? Two, three minutes. Did you not even put it in the doc? No, I did. It's yeah, it's B block. (laughs) I put it in relaxed. Okay, so we had a massive Xbox leak this this uh... before 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 you get into it, let me say one thing. I was up in arms against the FTC mm. for leaking this information until the FTC came out and said in no way, shape, or form did we do this. This is a one hundred percent Microsoft's fault leak, and it leaked through a new AI tool that they were utilizing to process documents during this um during the trial. And I Listen, if this is Microfault, if this is Microsoft's micro fault, fault, that's what I'm calling. Yeah, Microfault. This is Microfault. Um, I'm okay. really, really sad, Microsoft, that you weren't able to hand your own documents. I'm not. You people are an incompetent bunch of baboons. Okay, um, we released a game this year. I mean, so do we. Final Fantasy 16 was. It's not you. It, it counts. It, it 100%. It doesn't. Counts. It does not. That does not count as third a first party, party game. Exclu- it, no, because it's, it's not. A third it's party it's a third party exclusive. Spider-Man is going to sell more than Starfield. Okay. You know and it. You, have, you, know it is. you have no way to track that because we're tracking Game Pass subscriptions. Play yeah, on our you, level you, or don't play. Play on the, the bullshit <laughs> level where you refuse to say how much money you actually make. No, we have we care about the players in Sony's. Listen, like, I sent you a profit chart. A I sent you a profit chart. Amount. Yeah, you sent me a, a graph that you made in Microsoft Paint. I'm just saying. Currently, um, okay, Xbox's okay. game division is more profitable, but it's not. It, the graph says differently. Talk about the leak. Xbox Talk about had this huge leak. Here is the substantive <laughs> thing, right? Uh, mid-gen refresh of the Xbox looks terrible. Looks looks like the tra- a, looks like the trash it, can iMac. If you guys remember no. that, 
it does but it's a can to put in your mini fridge that's what it is all of you people you feet loving (laughs) xbox players must be stopped it's not a call to violence but it's a call to possible yeah (laughs) trial you know um phil Phil spencer i'm talking directly to you right now it's called x box it needs corners you can't have a cylinder xbox bro come on that's rule number one for boxes. Um, okay, so so yes, you you got a whole bunch of stuff here. Remake for Bethesda games, hooray! You know the 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 little kids cheering like YouTube noise, hooray! Like uh, a remake of Oblivion and Fallout Three would sell absolute numbers. That yeah, is a huge Obliv- win. I told you the other day, I, I Oblivion, I couldn't give two halves of a whole shit about. Uh, up Uprest, it's better than Skyrim. I'm just saying. You, I'm you, just that saying. is a horrid. That is a it's a it's a i digress we'll have a whole episode i'll make a whole episode about how oblivion is a better game than skyrim i would love a fallout 3 remake i would have also loved it four years ago yeah and it also won't be coming to playstation yeah i don't care i'm like you won't play it (laughs) um what else do we get here so direct on you know direct to cloud controller console to cloud for gen 10 all of this to say a lot of what we knew, a lot of what we suspected. But the biggest thing that is going to bolster my point that you are all a bunch of creatively devoid people where your only strategy is just to buy other people's ideas because you cannot ship a single original good product by yourself is Phil Spencer on record went and said, what if we bought Nintendo? As soon as I saw that, I thought internally to myself, imagine if Pokemon ran on a computer and how cool that Pokemon that's that was your thing. Not that was the first Phil, the first thing a, I you're thought a little mad with power here. You're getting the a little first, mad with power here. The first thing I thought was that the second thing I thought was, wow, imagine if Legend of Zelda was also capable of being run on a computer and it looked as good as a computer game should. Then three. Bobby is never going to let me forget that Phil Spencer offered to buy or tried and wholeheartedly went after Nintendo. And four, there is no shot Nintendo is ever going to sell. I don't care that he said this. I don't know, man. I I think you give us a a, a Wii U era Nintendo where they're really in pain, and you take a company. I mean, we we saw it with Activision. We saw it with Activision, where there is blood in the water, and there is a price tag attached to it. I do. I, do you see in the the C block? We're talking about the Nintendo. It's, we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna discuss it because it's my justification of why Xbox will never buy Nintendo. This is gonna be by far, by far, my wildest and hottest video game take of all time. In the news, we're seeing things about the Switch 2, which I think is going to be delayed until 2025 due to the releases that are coming out throughout 2024, specifically um, Mario RPG, Mario Wonder, and um, Paper Mario. The remake of the remake of Paper Mario. I don't think they're going to do it. The biggest thing that I took away of this announcement is that it's called the Nintendo Switch 2. 
we went from Nintendo Entertainment System, the Super Nintendo Inter- Entertainment System, the Nintendo 64, all Nintendo-based branding. Then we get the GameCube gimmick one, we get the Wii gimmick two, Wii U gimmick three, and then we get the Switch, new gimmick. They are sticking and doubling down on the Switch. And what we're seeing is that the Switch 2, after these leaks, is going to have about the power of an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4, which is extreme power for what we are used to for the Switch. I think what we are now seeing is Nintendo has found their product. Nintendo has 100% found how they want you as a Nintendo consumer to experience their games. They want a docked version for the TV, and they want you to pick up and make it portable. What they are now going to do, if they were smart, and what I believe they are going to do moving forward, is make the Switch as powerful as possible so that by Gen 11, Gen 12, there is no option for anyone else than to buy a Switch three or four at this point. What we are now seeing is the Nintendo takeover of the console war because if Nintendo ever gets to a point where they are competing on hardware specs with Xbox and PlayStation, I will pick a Switch every single time because they have dedicated handheld support. Okay, so so I wouldn't say that's a hot take. What I'll say is that Nintendo doesn't need to win because they're just fine being the supplemental console that everybody buys anyway. Right? But imagine if they win. Imagine if they can win. Yeah, if they just could if, win if, anyway. If ifs and buts were candy and nuts. I think that... We're going to see it. No, I, I think you're right that Nintendo certainly has found its product and they're sticking with what's making them money for a very long time. Totally agree with you there. I mm. think that... Phil Spencer doesn't want to buy Nintendo because he wants Nintendo. Phil Spencer wants to buy Nintendo because you can't give away an Xbox in Japan. But if you own Nintendo, that's a big share of the Japanese market. Phil Spencer couldn't give two shits about Nintendo. Phil Spencer's a war criminal. Okay? He is not a war criminal. And outside of these leaks he's always presented as this like very nice very like friendly dude with these leaks and with the information we have seen over his over the last like five years of his like running of xbox are you ready is to this, admit he's a war criminal no this man is a shark i love what is coming but, out but of see, xbox thing, under not, phil spencer that but nothing is coming out just acquisitions is coming out of like I'm sorry. I love you with my whole heart. Nothing is coming. If, if Phil Spencer. Starfield and Redfall. What's your lineup? Phil, what is your Phil lineup? Phil Spencer went out on a podcast and publicly sent Redfall out to die. Yes. Yeah, they scrapped Fallout. Or not Fallout. Um, Redfall. Redfall. Okay. Yeah. Bad leadership. Bad leadership. <sighs> I'm sorry. That's That's not what you do. With Starfield coming, I think you do. Because he needed he needed to make sure that people you, had faith in Starfield you, and it was worth it. I have Starfield, I feel like, had its pop for two weeks and now we're on to what's coming next. And I'm not My saying, two, oh, Spider-Man. No, no, no. 
I'm saying my Twitter feed is still completely Starfield. Yeah, because you subscribe to all the feed channels. Point being, to bring this home, this is a unshocking thing. It proves exactly that my yeah. theory about Xbox that instead of making their own products, they're just buying other people's to then make their own products. But come on, come on. So come all right. On. So You're, so me, when. No, 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 no. When, no, no, when no. does a Bethesda game get? When does Xbox get credit for a Bethesda game? And sure, you can have credit for Starfield, but I still think Starfield is a worse game than Baldur's Gate. You downloaded Baldur's Gate and then immediately undownloaded it. Correct, but objectively, and it's better than Starfield. Objectively, first of all, you know that Baldur's Gate is better than Starfield, so you're, you're, you're there. They're very different games, and I di- I disagree. Okay. I think more people will play Starfield than Baldur's Gate. We'll never know because Baldur's- Xbox refuses to be a normal company that announces actual sales. Here is my here is my point, and then we can move on to Switch because I'm not going to belabor it. I'm not going to belabor the, this. That was my whole Switch topic, so we could skip it, move to the next. Um, here is where I'm at mentally on the whole Xbox thing. Mm-hmm. Acquisition, not acquisition. Xbox is becoming, yeah, you've seen this chart, I'm sure, where it's like, it shows like the five or six companies that own everything. Yeah. Or it shows like Nestle, PepsiCo, Disney, Procter yeah. & Gamble, Disney, like, yeah. nobody gives a shit about Procter & Gamble, right? Like, you are diluting your own brand by this large-scale acquisition. You are losing what it is to be an Xbox gamer. Because there is an inherent identity in being a Nintendo gamer and being a PlayStation gamer. And there used to, there used to be an identity in being an Xbox gamer. And now that identity is just, we buy other people. And that's a real shit thing to attach your brand to. Because at a certain point, you remove yourself from the equation. Nobody gives a shit about Nestle. Everybody gives a shit about Hershey's, right? Or or who? Hold on. Let me, let me. Large company chart and everything they own. I know Nestle owns Nesquik. Yes, Nestle owns quite a bit. Okay, so my point is, do you care about Nestle, Matt, or do you care about um, Hot Pockets? You you care about Hot Pockets, I bet, huh? Do you care about (laughs) Coca-Cola, or do you care about Powerade? You, I mean, you're not you, comparing you apples to oranges. PepsiCo, or do you really like Tostitos? The point I'm trying to make here is the subsidiary <laughs> companies. You know what? You know what's going to happen? Hit me. Just like happened with games journalism, just like what we're seeing with movies, and then we'll move on to the strike. Eventually, mm-hmm. all these people will realize mm-hmm. that Xbox is not the value, that they are the value. That Tostitos is the value. And at a certain point, enough of these little studios can say, guys, we make enough money on our own. You get a good handful of Sea of Stars studios who are really canny operators who could say, all right, what if we go to Xbox and we get a bag from them to be on Game Pass regardless of our sales? And then what, mm-hmm. if, we, what if we go over here to PlayStation? We get a bag mm-hmm. from them to be on PS Plus. And then and then and then we go to Nintendo mm-hmm. And we have them promote us at the front of their showcase with our game that you would think is like the perfect Switch game of all time. And mm-hmm. then what if we sell 250,000 copies hard on top of that? 
mm-hmm. and then retire. You get enough of studios doing that, guess what? The Xbox identity is go- gone at that point. The brand identity means nothing because all these little studios can just get together and say, we are the value. Yes, Bring but- in the dancing lobsters. So I think where your point is, where you're missing the mark with your point is that this is Xbox's answer to the no identity issue. So the problem with Xbox during the Xbox One cycle when they started making all of these um, acquisitions is that they had zero first party games and they certainly had zero first party games outside of Forza and Halo that you would play. They chose to buy existing ip that they knew would perform to then recreate an identity and support cloud gaming which i think cloud gaming in five years will be much more important than an identity and being known and the reason why we always say game pass like is because game pass is going to be the cloud gaming entity and it's going to be like Google where like, yeah, there's another there's another search engine, but everyone says Google it. And everyone's going to say, is it on Game Pass? Is it on Netflix? Yes, all of the other ones will get one. PlayStation will eventually have PlayStation Plus and it might almost be equivalent to what Game Pass is going to be. Nintendo will have theirs. Other stu- or other companies will come up with their own. See, Amazon Luna is still kicking around. Their identity is shifting outside of just video games and just a IP or an IP to you can play our game anywhere you want, any way you want. And that is a worthwhile identity. Yeah, if the our game is worth pursuing, which it's not, right? Like the our game is somebody else's game. But you can't play somebody else's game on a different service if they don't have the service capabilities. Like, you don't get, like, for example, Sea of Stars. If it wasn't on PlayStation, if it wasn't on PlayStation Plus, it would be the the premier way to play it would be on Xbox because it's included in your subscription. And that is what they're going for, that if they can get as many games on Game Pass as possible, you're going to have one subscription. They want to be that one subscription, and you don't need to buy your this console to do it. And the future of video games is cloud gaming, and they're by far ahead of everybody else and more focused towards it than anybody else. They have the money to R&D it until they get it right. It it's I understand that you feel that buying studios is lazy, but they're focused on something else. And I'm okay with that. They're focused on getting the games to you in the best way possible. And over the last five years, they bought the how, games how we want to play. Cloud played, Matt. I have an Xbox. I don't need to cloud play. Okay. Just wondering. How much have I cloud play while traveling before I got a Series S? Enough. I've used it. You've used it. Look, here's what I'll say. I'll cancel the fucking podcast right now. <laughs> If what? And listen, in us after a certain amount of time, Call of Duty is no longer going to be an Activision game. It's going to be known as an Xbox game. Okay. Well, when my kids have kids, I'm sure that'll happen. And who plays short term? Who want? 
Who wants to make a short-term decision that isn't going to pay dividends in 30 years? In 30 years, do you think anyone's going to remember that Activision was its own company at one point? Nope. They're going to think Xbox, Call of Duty. And I'm fine with that. And that works perfectly fine. Xbox is not the only person that makes... Xbox is not the only person... All right, so from now on, I'm going to refer to Spider-Man as an Insomniac game only. Nobody thinks like that. I, I would argue against that. I feel like a, it, it, nobody thinks like that well, because they bought of, it so of, long a ago. A lot of people think that Last of Us is a Naughty Dog game. Stop it. Stop it. Did we talk about You're, that you finished Last of Us 2? I did, Last yeah. week on the show? To, yeah. We talked about Last of Us 2 on the show? I don't yeah, and I believe I said that it's a better TV show than game. We'll talk about Last of Us 2 on the show here in a second. Uh, I'll lightly cover the video the strike. game strike. I, yep. Listen, as a SAG member, I've been getting calls nonstop. These fucking Fran Drescher. Ro- robocalls. And it's not Fran Drescher anymore. It's, it's some Aww. other dude. I don't know. Can't be bothered for the video games. But I don't. To get Fran Drescher. I mean, I could probably play this. <laughs> but so while Bobby's pulling it up, let me uh, give you some content. The writer's strike that everyone's been seeing is still full in effect and they're bringing video game media into it the vote to bring video game media into it finishes monday um the 25th of september which is as the time of your watching this video it is is. today hitter brand dresher i want to play it i don't want to move my i can't believe that you just have a voicemail from fran dresher i love how do i the 25th at 5 p.m. Pacific is the deadline to vote yes for a big interactive <coughs> media strike authorization. This is for our video games contract now. A yes vote doesn't necessarily mean a strike. It gives our negotiators the power and the leverage they need during negotiation. Now remember, you don't have to work the video games contract to vote yes. This is about our entire membership standing together in solidarity. We must all send a clear and firm message. We want and deserve a fair and respectful contract. So go right now and vote yes at sagafter.org slash On my big list of things I never thought I'd hear said out loud would be friend. Would it, can, can you imagine if Fran Drescher and uh, RFK Jr. with both of their voices together had a baby? What that baby would sound like? The baby was just like a rock tumbler. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, Fran Drescher called me. Get you know what? I w- I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to her. She can't be that famous. She's Fran Drescher. But wh- She's what is Fran Drescher gonna be president? Get her on. What the is pod. Fran Drescher? Okay. Yep. Get her on. The what would you do if next week, when you join the Riverside League, there's a third window, and it's fucking Fran and it was Drescher? Fran. I would lose my mind. I would lose my mind, and I would hope you would give me. Um, no, I would not just, give you any heads up. I want to wear a suit, though. I would not. It's give Fran Drescher. Any heads up? Look. Okay. Aside right, from the instead, fact that I'll be naked. Voicemail from Fran Drescher. Let's let's just skirt past that to yes. say. Yeah, they're voting on a video game strike. Everybody's trying to get their bag right now. I think that if this does go through, this is going to be... I'm of two minds. On the one hand, I do think that AI is coming for everybody, including actors, and now for the first time ever, 
we, we were in a place before where it was like, well, at least I'll have my voice, right? Mm -hmm. Well, now you can make up fake voices. Just like there's yep. VTubers, you'll have V actors, yep. right? Like AI will scan all of the most symmetrical, good-looking, funny, PC, socially acceptable things about every actor in Hollywood and smash them into one fake person. Yep. Uh, and then Love Fran that. Drescher will have to do a nanny reboot like Fraser did. Yep. Yes, she will. Um, uh, but look, we'll get more news about yeah, this next as, week as the after the vote happens. I, like it, It'll I be a two, three-minute conversation. Not that I don't care. I'm just so meh on unions, especially one as large as SAG. And I get it. I, and I'm not here to be like, oh, why are you guys yelling about money? Like, eh. like nobody is an actor to be a actor at a livable wage whether that's a video game like you you know the game the game is you're going to be eating financial shit for quite a large amount of time until you hit the big time it's kind of yep. the game right this kind of ubi fair pay for actor is like what do you do you not like I'm gonna I'm gonna hot take. I'm gonna get political for a mm -hmm. second here. Okay. Okay. What is America's number one most important export? Is that a question or you it's, get it's, a, it's a question? You, if you had to rank our export. Yeah, number one is entertainment. Number two yeah. is oil and commodities, Good. right? I was gonna I was gonna say guns and like Yeah, war I, I, shit. No, you're, you're not wrong. I would see number three is probably like defense systems, right? Yeah. Why are you fucking with our number one largest export? Do you not think, and this goes right to games, it's even worse with games because there's less on-camera talent. Do you not think for a fucking second that a country like India or a country like China or the Saudis could spin up a competing entertainment export while we're over here squabbling over what? Over like this is my thing. That's where I'm at with it. It's like why why are you clicking this Jenga block out? Listen, I don't know what the situation is for uh, any of the writers because this is predominantly a writer strike, right? It's so not it was writers, and then it was actors, yeah. and now it's okay, video so the... game writers, I believe. So and all right, so the act well. the actors got into it. My thing is like any union. I don't necessarily believe in unions, and I think you're better off negotiating for yourself than sitting in a union. Union protects the weakest of your members of your field. While I agree with why is this the fight that we're choosing due to how important entertainment is to our exports and to the financial health of the U.S., the same argument could be made for saying these are the people responsible for your biggest export why are you not treating them better and why are they not getting paid more and i think your point of justifying this is what you sign on when you're an actor that it will not sustain you until you make it big time it's either feast or famine with this profession and if you didn't expect that and you're not ready for that you picked the wrong profession correct and I get that, but I think now we grow up and our generation and the generation below us doesn't do that. They think you should be able to make a living with whatever you want, however you want, 
and that whatever you're doing should pay you a fair wage. And that's where we have a philosophical degree of not every job should be a livable wage because you shouldn't be supporting a family on every single job. There's some jobs that people that support family do. There are some jobs that people do in the meantime, part-time, blah, blah, blah. That's more of a philosophical debate that exceeds the limit of what we're going to talk about on this podcast, but that is the point we're trying to make. And also on the, after the 25th, we will be covering this for about one to five minutes on the podcast every week until it's resolved. But hold on. I'm trying to find Fran Drescher's emails. <laughs> okay. And as Bobby tries to find Fran Drescher's email so that he can, yeah, she's a SAG we're going to do president. She has a, uh, cancer foundation does this have an email Donate love that send them an email with the name thing is fran drescher the celebrity that kids need more is gonna latch on to is that let's, how we do this let's, 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 <laughs> let's do it let's do it uh so while bobby is looking through and finding fran drescher's uh email we're gonna go to view viewer questions First question by the CPA. How quickly did Matt Mascari make a ship into a giant foot on Starfield? Uh, Starfield can miss me with all of the shipbuilding. Don't care about it. Want the gameplay, not the shipbuilding. So, no, I did not make it into a foot. Uh, how bad was the Nintendo remake direct? I'm assuming because of the focus on remakes, CPA. Um, they announced, as we talked about in the last episode, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake. So I give it a 10 out of 10. And Bobby, what are your thoughts on the iPhone 15? What are my thoughts on the iPhone? I'm assuming he's specifically about the on gaming. its ability. Yeah, specifically regarding the video game Listen, aspect. Of I it. had a, so I got the new iPhone. Cool. Whatever. Yep. It was up for an upgrade. There was a there, tumble brag. There was a Just throw hundreds at the wall. A brief moment where I'm standing in the Apple store yesterday mm-hmm. and I'm like, Yes, it's only a little bit more expensive, but I could also play Resident Evil 4 Remake on this phone. And then I was I can't do it. There are certain roads I just won't go down. So, I, I know they famously, I forget who actually said it, Apple famous like, recently said another famous quote of, this is the premier way to play video games, along those lines, yeah. is on an iPhone. Tim which there's no way that that is true and until you give me a way to project can you project it on the tv yeah uh listen he might have something (laughs) this guy might tim 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 apple as uh, a former president donald trump once said tim apple i think i i think Um, i have friends email by the way Good, good. I went on Send LinkedIn. It. Can I just tell you what I did? I went on yeah. LinkedIn and I yeah. looked at SAG and I found somebody and I found like two or three people with a corporate SAG email and how those are yep. structured. And I think I and then you did Fran I think I yeah. can. I think we're gonna get Fran on the podcast. Yeah, love it, love it. Can't wait. Send it to her. Um, and then any other viewer questions? I just got Game Pass. What is a must play on Game Pass? Nothing. That is a fantastic question. And if I was to give you a recommendation right now, what should you be playing on Game Pass? Sea of Stars. Sea of is Stars is a fantastic game. We're going to talk about Sea of Stars now? We're going to trade with the – you should go play Sea of Stars or Payday 3 just came out. Also play Payday 3. I heard it's fantastic. Uh, it's all. It seems like it's all multiplayer, 
and you just queue in and you get four people or you play with four people dedicated that I don't love, but it seems what I've been hearing about it is it's very fun. We're going to transition into what we've been playing. Cause I haven't been playing a lot, but I've been playing some good, some good. I've been, I've been gaming good recently. So Bobby, start us off. What have you been playing? <sighs> Finished Sea of stars. You finished it? I, I rebought it on Switch. That okay, it. okay. I was gonna say, and I just <laughs> I, was I mainlined say. it on the plane rides to and from yep. Florida. Fantastic. Yep, loved it. So cute. You beat it in five hours? No, two, back and forth. So plus layover time, plus airport time. How how long are we talking gameplay time? Eight to ten hours. I mean, how okay. long? I didn't do any side shit. That's fair. Because I was seeing like 27, 30 hours worth of well, time was, needed for yeah, this game. Yeah, so it was about 27. So figure if I got... It was one hell of a layover. No, no, no. Because I played it like in the <laughs> hotel at night and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, So there were like four days. So that's eight plus another eight. That's 16 plus like cleanup. I've been playing it basically since it came out. But I've been playing it on yep. and off on Switch with this last big brunt yep. over this trip right yeah fantastic loved it throwback yep. uh digestible game a little too long i will say that's fair and not enough custom if you thought there was no rpg customization in uh ff16 F- F- not my quote but uh yeah they were 100 right where it's like there's even less here yeah yeah. And listen, I'm all for the like getting upgrades and everything, but if it just feels like, oh, stat stick, I get plus 10 strength if I equip this, I'm equipping it. Just don't even put it, just make the levels scale completely. Yep. Like don't don't even put weapons in it. And uh, to be honest, I kind of like that cuz as I play video games less in like bulk periods of times, especially with Switch games where it's like I play 30 minutes here, an hour here, I like the lack of like micromanaging you need to run your character. Like I like that I don't have to min max what swords and shields everything is. It's just oh I got a new sword. It's better than mine. Put it on. You do, you do wake up early to min max though. So let's. I let's do wait. I do be waking up early to min max every once in a while. And then I've but, been playing. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Oh, game of the tell year, me. 2023. Oh, Baldur's Gate three. Resident no, I'm just Evil kidding. four. Separate ways. And we had this talk. I don't remember. I don't remember. I week to week. I'm just a hustler. Literally yesterday. Game, right? Literally yesterday. No, originally yesterday. You said, um, "Is it a new DLC?" And I said, "Oh, yeah, yeah." yeah. No, kinda. It wasn't in the GameCube version. They added it for the PS2 mm-hmm. version, so it's yes. new but not new. Then yep. I booted it up. Now I've played Resident Evil Four and separate ways mm-hmm. on PS2 many, 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 many times. I know mm-hmm. that game. There are very few games I could play blindfolded. Resident Evil 4 is one of those where if you tell me, okay, here's where we are, I can tell you exactly yep. like navigation-wise where to go. Yep. So much to my surprise, when I booted mm-hmm. up Resident Evil 4 Remake separate ways mm-hmm. on the PS5, yep. totally different. Mm-hmm. Totally different opening. Love it. Totally different Love opening. That. And uh, I won't spoil it here on the pod because you guys should go play 2023 mm-hmm. Game of the Year Resident Evil 4 Remake. Mm-hmm. It answers a huge plot hole that I was mm-hmm. always wondering about. Yes. Um, and I told Matt like what it was. Yeah. It did sound like a huge plot hole. And it is it is just like from the moment that it happens on screen, you're like, oh, 
okay. Gotcha. Love it. A lot more Wesker also. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. I'm loving it. I'm back in. I'm all in on it. RE4. Good. Goatee. So you're big on it being game of the year. Like, actually. There's no chance it's going to win. Like, there's, there's... Listen, but in this year, I think it can. No. Because I don't think, I don't think we have really strong contenders. And I'll transition that into my game of the year take. Or my uh, what I've been playing take one Sea of Stars, fantastic, hundred percent. Do recommend. The only issue Garl. that no, 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 Garl is so far my favorite character. Love Garl. The only issue is that if you have an Xbox, PlayStation, and a Switch, or you have an Xbox and a Switch, computer and a Switch, PlayStation Switch, just buy it on the Switch. Yep. Just do this yourself a, a favor. I know it's included in Game Pass. I know it's included in PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Now, PlayStation, then. PlayStation Game Pass, PlayStation Game Pass. I know it's included. It's a half price game. I think it's only 30 bucks. I think so. I think it was like 25, 30 bucks. Yeah. Spend the $30. You will enjoy it on the Switch because I now have it on the Xbox and I have to go spend that $30. But it's, it's, play it's it one on of those games Switch. worth replaying. I want to see more out of yes. Sabotage Studios. The Messenger, 10 out of 10. Sea of Stars, I've, 10 out of 10. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I definitely want to, What I don't want to see is this, uh, them get purchased. <laughs> I want... The, I, and listen, these are the kind of game. Unless they get purchased by Nintendo, I'm cool with them on uh, as a Nintendo-only uh, game. Because I just think... I don't think that Sea of Stars is a good game for Xbox. Like it's cool on Game Pass because it's included. If I bought this and paid thirty dollars on Xbox, I would be disappointed. On the Switch, I would not be. So I think games like this should either be on Game Pass where they're included, or on the Switch where it makes sense for you to play them. Sea of Stars, absolutely love it. Uh, then, then playing playing a little more Starfield, and it hooked me for the first time. Because now I was telling Bobby that Two like, yeah, it, it, no, no, no. It was like a week and a half ago that it actually hooked me that I'm like, all right, I'm playing it. It's fun. But nothing, it didn't grab me like Skyrim did. It didn't grab me like Oblivion did. It didn't grab me like Fallout did where I'm like, I'm about to play this for 10 hours. So I get in. And I fly to a random planet. And by fly to a random planet, I mean I menu hop. You menu hop because to the a galaxy is less than I yeah. Yep, yep, yep. To a galaxy that has a planet near it that I then click land at. And I land. Sandstorm. I'm going around. I can't really see. I'm looking around. And all of a sudden I hear, hey. And I'm in the middle of a pirate base completely surrounded in a pirate ship hangar. Got to clear out the top, clear out the bottom, get in there, shoot all the people, come back up, and I see a escape plane taking off, which I then menu hop to outer space in that galaxy and see the ship escaping. Try to shoot it down, and I can't because I'm bad at the uh, I'm bad at the ship fighting part of it. Real, I'm really bad at it. Um, and the ship gets away, 
and that was awesome. That was awesome. I went out and cleared this base, and their ship escaped, which means they now are somewhere else, and they have met me already. I didn't get a quest. I didn't get any like notification to go follow them. I'm hoping that I just run into them at some point and somehow they remember who I am or I remember who they are. And I don't have any way to track that, but I will get back to you on whether or not that happens on a weekly update basis. Good. Happy for um, And then still only an 8.5 out of 10, by the way. It's a solid game. Very, very happy with it. Um, solid 8.5 out of 10. Depending on how much you are okay with menu hopping, I think if it had the flight systems from No Man's Sky, which I have no idea why they don't have, it would be an easy 9 out of 10. Mm. But the menu hopping really mm. takes away from it. And then, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch some heat from this because I told my, uh, my Apex team, the Thick Men, that I would not purchase this game until it came out on Xbox so that all the the Xbox homies for the thick men could play Tells together lies, for the first Your time. So, so oh and also another reason that I wasn't going to make this purchase is because it's Baldur's Gate 3 is not on going to be on Game Pass which means that in order and does not have cross play which means to play with the thick men when they all buy it on Xbox is I'm going to need to buy another copy of Baldur's Gate 3. But what I did last night was I bought Baldur's Gate 3 so that I could play with my fiance because it is couch co-op on everything but the Xbox Series S whenever it uh, gets delivered there. It is in no way, shape, or form game of the year. Really? Because, and for me, it will end up being my game of the year. Guaranteed. It is a gameplay style that will not get everyone in, interested. It's very similar to a regular I forget what the like acronym for what type of RPG they are. CRPG. But it is yeah, computer RPG. No. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. I I'm not making that this is Google it. Google it. Google it. Google it. Um what type of game is uh Baldur's Gate 3? But the way that you have delivers its mechanics directly from tabletop role-playing games and will typically use tactical dice rolling yeah so what's the acronym crpg okay then i didn't know it stood for computer i thought it was something tabletop related but if you don't like this type of game you will hate it and you like you will literally regret your purchase Instantly, which is why I think this is very important for a game like this to go on to Game Pass. Because this is a game that if you like it, this will be by this will probably be someone's favorite game for the next 10 years. Or it'll be the worst game you've ever played for about 10 seconds. And I'm on the camp of I'm going to love this game. I'm playing with my fiance. It's fantastic. It's slow enough where she can play because she has no like video game reflexes at all. So it's slow enough where you can play. You can just walk around, explore the world, click on things, discuss, make topics. Every conversation you had has like intimidation checks uh, and you could alter whatever conversation you're having based on your character awesome 
really cool feature, a lot of good work done with this game and a lot of time and care and a lot of D&D focused time and care into this game. Fantastic job by Larian Studios. However, if you don't like this type of game, you're going to hate it. And I don't think a I don't think there's anyone in the world that would play It Takes Two and not like it. And I think a reason why game of the years or game of the year is because it's so everyone is going to like this game and i think this one hits hard to yeah it hits a little hard in the if you don't like this type of game you really it's un it's not playable for you and i think that's going to take away from it for a little bit but i think it's still very possible it wins game of the year as of right now it would be my choice for game of the year because i think it had a little more buzz than anything else but I think we're going to get yeah, surprised with Hogwarts Legacy. Zelda real quick. Yes. Yes. Uh, I take it back. I completely forgot about it in this. I think Zelda's going to nope. win anyway, nope. just because it's a... I think they're going to give an example out of Todd and Nintendo, and they're going to give it to Walrus Gate, and I think Larian's going to win uh, Developer of the Year, too. Guaranteed. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Yep. Um, however... If you like what you I heard... Don't... Oh, I thought, I, thought, I thought you were trying to... No. Jesus Christ, no. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Forget no, it. No, no, no. I, I thought I thought that's what I thought we were landing the plane. No, so the only Dry. thing is this is not a huge departure of Larian Studios other games. Correct. This is basically Path of Exile with Squid Beagle. <clears throat> I was thinking more of uh Divinity. 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 I don't but, know why they yeah. want to say Path of Exile. I don't even know. Yeah what that is path of exile is an mmo yeah path of exile is very very different it's more divinity original sin it's very 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 similar uh it's just a much bigger version of that game it's kind of like dark souls 3 versus elden ring like if you liked one you'll like the other but one is exceptionally better but it's not like i would never take this game over elden ring in any shape or form no elden Elden ring is still elden ring is my game of the year this year again (laughs) Yes, yeah, it still wins until 2030. I think we will uh, continue to discuss Elden Ring as Game of the Year contender. Beautiful. And as we round out this episode, remember to like this video, subscribe, and hit that notification bell to never miss a single podcast and any other Playconomics content. Follow us on X or subscribe to our newsletter description down below for highlights and daily video game news. And as always, Happy gaming.